You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Time now for the Six Rings Post Game Show. Breaking down everything Patriots. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Third down, Herbert from the gun. Fires off the numbers, and it is caught. Alex Erickson just signed to their active roster yesterday. They took up 24. First down, Chargers. Another Sunday evening and another disappointing defeat for your New England Patriots. Welcome into WEEI's Six Rings postgame show. And before we get into the particulars of this particular Patriots loss, I am going to do something that I do not have the power to do, but I'm going to apologize to Patriot Nation on behalf of the New England Patriots. Because Wait, each you every- making an apology? I've n- the world well, must be spinning in the other direction. I rarely admit that I'm wrong, but we need to admit that we were all wrong, and this Patriots football team is far worse and far less entertaining than any of us could have imagined in the offseason a couple weeks ago. We got what we wanted. We got a change at the quarterback position. Bailey Zappi made his third NFL start, his 2-0 and record on the line, hosting Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Guess what? It was a terrible football game, much like the terrible football game we saw the Patriots play against the New York football Giants and Tommy DeVito. A terrible football game like we saw the Patriots play against Gardner Minshew and the Colts in Germany. 6-0 to zero is your final. A pair of second quarter Cameron Dicker field goals, the only points in the game. The offense with Bailey Zappi under center was much like the offense with Mac Jones under center. Not good enough. Although I will say, will say, positive, going to you know have a little positive mixed in here. Bailey Zappi did not turn the ball over. Unfortunately, he also uh, did not make many plays. And I will tell you, his passer rating of just under 69, nice, <laughs> not nice actually, uh, is tough to do when you don't throw an interception. 
He completed 13 of 25 passes for just 141 yards uh, for that 68.9 rating. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Patriots didn't score in the first half, didn't score in the second half. Uh, challenged a couple times, but too many pressures, too many sacks. The offensive line that we've talked about as a problem all year was once again a problem. Khalil Mack is still a really good football player, and he made Mike Onwenu look really bad on the edge of that offensive line. Mike Onwenu, I would not send this tape out to uh, potential future employers when I hit free agency this spring because that was a bad football game played by Big Mike on the right side. But he's not the only one that played a bad football game. There were enough mistakes to go around on the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, we'll be talking about the positives of the defensive side of the ball. And remember a week ago when Adrian Phillips said, well, we give up 10 points and we keep losing. we got to give up zero. Well, they didn't quite give up zero today, but they gave up fewer points. They gave up six, and they still lost. So the Patriots are... Now a miserable football team at I believe, 2 and 10. I believe if you're doing the math, Andy, that would be 13 points in the last 12 quarters for the Patriots oh. offense. Yeah, that's uh, that's not what you're looking for. Second shutout of the year at home in front of the Foxborough faithful. If you are driving home from the game, as you dry off in your car, jack that heat up too high, give us a call, 617-779-7937, 617-779-7937, as you're stuck in traffic, although traffic should be a little lighter because it wasn't exactly a uh, full house at Gillette Stadium today. 37937 if you want to join us on the text line. Fitzy will be joining us soon as we break down, as I said, yet another disappointing loss and yet another disappointing injury for the Patriots. We've had to watch this team play without its best defensive players in Matthew Judon and Christian Gonzalez and one of its best offensive players in Kendrick Bourne. No Demario Douglas today due to a concussion and then end the first quarter with Ramondre Stevenson running the ball well and maybe looking like he was going to be able to carry the offense. He got hurt on one of those uh, hip drop tackles. Ankle injury did not return after the first quarter, so another one of your best players sidelined for a team that doesn't have, obviously, enough talent to overcome such injuries, if it had enough talent at all to uh, win a lot of football games this year. If you're one of those that is celebrating this post-Thanksgiving game, uh, hoping that the Patriots lose out, this was... A winnable football game yet again that they lost, the kind of game that could be the difference between this team picking in the top one, two, or three picks in next April's draft. And I know. Where's that a... optimism you had last week, Andy? Who uh, who won the day for the Pats on that end? As When I sleep on it, I will be looking at the big picture. I will be looking at the positivity of having the potential to win, uh, excuse me, to secure a top one, two, or three pick and secure either um you know, of the top quarterbacks, obviously, in Caleb Williams and Drake May or Marvin Harrison Jr., a stud wide receiver, because I think also we learned this weekend that maybe the other quarterbacks, the Bo Nixes of the world and the Michael Penix, aren't quite ready for primetime action, although Penix got a key victory there for Washington, the Huskies, in the college football playoff. But from a Patriots perspective, yes, big picture. When Monday morning arrives and we start looking at silver linings, we will be talking about, yes, this team continues to have the possibility to win two games all year and be near the top of the NFL draft. But if you're like me, you were hoping that the one thing that Bailey Zappi would be bring to his return to the field might be some entertainment value, might be some ability to watch a Patriots game and have a few highs, might be the idea that, oh, football can be fun and entertaining. Well, you were disappointed because save for a couple plays in the fourth quarter where they gave themselves a shot to actually 
um, maybe score, maybe steal this this football game. You had the drop from Tyquan Thornton on a deep ball where, yep, he got behind the Chargers defense. That's what he was drafted to do, right? Take the top off the defense. Oh, yeah. Oh, you actually have to catch the ball when you do that? Uh, he was not capable of doing that, even though he did have a 39-yard rush uh, a little bit later on. All in all, it was just another dismal day for the offense. But defensively, you have to continue to praise those guys on that side of the ball. Well, can before- I ask you this before we get into it, though? Is sure. this charger The Chargers are really known for kind of being just like choke artists and getting in their own way. How much of that factors into the Patriots being effective because it just seems like there's the Chargers had like what maybe four or five drops on the day oh absolutely they 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 factored into that and I didn't think Herbert had his best day I thought he had some balls that were behind some guys we should acknowledge it was rainy it was cool there was some wind it was not a great day to throw the football at Gillette Stadium but I'm going to take the positive that's the number eight scoring offense in the National Football League top 10 scoring offense that's Justin Herbert he can sling the ball and you held them to six points. You held him to, let's see, let's read Justin, let's go Mike Francesa style while I'm flying solo here on the Six Rings post-game show real quick. Hey, it's your show right now. You can do whatever you want. This would be the rundown of the Chargers' possessions today, and you tell me if this is impressive from a Patriots defensive perspective. Again, without your two best defensive players, I will say, Chargers punt, 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 field goal, punt, field goal, punt, 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 end of game. Yes, that's two field goals in the second quarter, and the rest are punt, 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 punt. Just punts. So, you know, we don't need to read the Patriots because the Patriots is uglier because it doesn't include the two field goals anywhere in there. But you held Justin Herbert to 22 of 37 passes for 212 yards. He, like Zappi, didn't throw a pick, didn't throw a touchdown, had just a 75.5 passer rating. You also held the uh, Chargers' run defense, uh, rushing game very much in check. 1.2 yards per carry on 24 rushing attempts. 24 rushing attempts from the Chargers, and they totaled 29 yards. So, yeah, the Chargers are not a great football team. No, they are not. They improved to 5-7 and seven on the year, although I will continue to remind everybody they do have five losses by just a field goal. So if you think they have a bad coach and maybe that plays into their record and who they are, and you're right, Quentin Johnston, the uh, rookie wide receiver out of TCU, their first-round pick, had another hellacious bobble and drop, sort of similar to Tyquan Thornton, two speed burners that are disappointing early in their uh, NFL career. But uh, the Chargers score points. They do score points, and you held them to six points. You held them to just punts, basically, all afternoon. You got plays from all over the field. Jonathan Jones made a play. Uh, Jabril Peppers made a play. Jalen Mills made a play. Like, Jawan Bentley had a tackle for a loss with Jonathan Jones in there. Like, those guys were making plays all over the football field. So, I'm going to be positive for that aspect. I'm going to give them credit. That's a little uh, teaser for the uh, Patriots thumbs up, thumbs down that you might hear later in this Six Rings postgame show. The defense will uh, be represented on the positive side of that ledger. But otherwise, it's all about the offense. It's all about those who I think wanted to see Bailey Zappi, who said, oh, Bailey Zappi, let's just see what he can do. And some of us in the media were saying, well, Bailey Zappi's not that good. Bailey Zappi's not that accurate. Bailey Zappi can be a little more fun. Sometimes he shows a little bit better pocket presence, but that was up and down at best today. Yeah, what kind um, of expectations were was anyone expecting? Was anyone really thinking, oh, was Zappi in there? We'll put up 20 points. Anyone? I think there were some. I think there were some Mac Jones haters that believed Zappi is better. 
The offense runs better with Zappi. He has better pocket awareness. He makes things happen. He doesn't turn the ball over and lose his mind. And he didn't. He could have turned the ball over. There was another couple times where it hit chargers in the hands, but he didn't have any uh, interceptions today. I do think there were some people that thought he would be this like magic elixir, and he was not. He showed that he's not a very accurate passer. He got flustered at times when I don't think he needed to. Um, he moved around other times where he kind of picked up a first down on that one where he pump faked it, and I'm still amazed at how often those little pump fakes work on some truly elite athletes. Safeties and linebackers, they fall for that when a guy like Bailey Zappi throws a little pump fake. But uh, it worked for him. But the bottom line is uh, your offense, Bill O'Brien, who earlier this week said, blame me. Um, yeah, I think we have to start to blame Bill O'Brien more than we have. And I quite honestly have been a bit of a Bill O'Brien apologist at times this year. He was brought in here to change this offense, to be the savior for Mac Jones's career for the Patriots offense that was so, quote-unquote, dysfunctional under the guidance of Matt Patricia a year ago. And he has not done enough. He has not found a way to scheme together something productive. And some of that is on him. Some of it is the talent and the line and the quarterbacks and all of that. But I'm not sure he's... Um, done his best to make chicken salad out of chicken you-know-what. And he needs to face some of those questions and some of that criticism as this season continues to kind of peter out, be dismal. Um, and I go back to it, and Fitzy and I talk about this all the time on the Six Rings podcast, is the entertainment value. This is supposed to be sports entertainment. Yes, you're competing for a Super Bowl and playoff spots and all that. And yes, you're a professional and you're getting paid. But from our perspective as onlookers, the first first goal is entertain me. Like, I'm choosing to spend three hours every Sunday, and I continue to get a lot of tweets from people saying they're not spending three hours every Sunday because this team is so thoroughly unentertaining and isn't worth their time of investment. I had somebody uh, tweet me today that was like, I'm glad I'm working today because that way I don't have to watch the game or waste my time and I can actually get paid instead. Um, so that that is definitely uh, lacking with this team is just the pure entertainment value. Um, so, But the, the bottom line is your Patriots, I never thought I'd see this, and I'm apologizing, apologizing for them. They are 2-10 and ten to start the season. They have a five-game losing streak for the first time since, I believe, 1995. Um, they are putting a worst start to a season since 1-11 in 1993, I believe. You're seeing some historically bad numbers, some numbers that, quite honestly, predate not just Bill Belichick in New England, obviously, but Robert Kraft in New England and his ownership um, so there's just a lot of poor football being played. And as I said, it's no one man. It's no one coach. It's not Bill O'Brien. It's not just Bill Belichick. It's not just Mac Jones, uh, as we saw today. It's not just the offensive line. It's not just receivers that uh, can't get open and catch the ball with consistency. It is all of it. Anyone who plays offense for this New England football team um, is not doing enough. You know, I know Brendan Staley, the coach on the other side of the field, in his post-game press conference a couple weeks ago, was kind of pointing fingers. We didn't lose because of the defense today. We didn't lose because of the defense, which is one of the dumber things you'll ever hear a head coach say when he runs that defensive side of the ball and creates a, um, a divide in his own locker room. But the Patriots have not lost a football game over the last three weeks because of their defense. As you said, wait, what was the number? 13 points? 13, 13 points, points from the offense in the last 12 quarters. Oh, yeah, 13 points scored, which, yeah. 
that was the same before today as it was today because there's a zero next to their name yet again. But this team is not losing games because of the defense. I have to applaud the defense. The effort, hey, you know what I like to say? The effort, the energy, and the attitude from the defense is is a good enough level, is good enough to win in the NFL, is, it should be good enough to win in the National Football League. So this is the Six Rings post game show. As I said, Fitzy will be joining us soon. We will have... Bill Belichick's press conference. We will have Bailey Zappi's press conference. We will have other uh, important audio as it comes along. We will have your phone call, 617-779-7937. We'll be joined by Christian Fourier later in the show, Mike Cadlick later in the show, 617-779-7937. Join us on the phone lines to vent. Join us on the phone lines to talk about how good the defense is. Join us on the phone lines if you want to talk which college quarterback or wide receiver you want the Patriots to draft. We will get into all the details of another Ugly Patriots lost six to nothing at the hands of Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Patriots fall to two and ten. Yes, you're at the bottom of the AFC, but you might be near the top of the draft. So stick around with us and we'll have the full six rings postgame show right after this. The conclusion of today's thriller in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Once again, your final score, the Los Angeles Dodgers six, the Boston Red Sox nothing. Excuse me. Uh, I meant to say the Los Angeles Kings six. The Boston Bruins, nothing. Oh, actually, no, wait. This was a football game. The Los Angeles Chargers, six. The New England Patriots, zero. On a day, Andy, and what a wonderful job you and Joe did on the first segment. My apologies for being tardy to the program today, folks. Uh, I was uh, sobbing by the side of the road, wondering what the hell happened to my football team. So let me try to get things back together again and uh, be. Oh, a bit so of a so they were your tears instead of actual rain falling from yes, the sky. Yes, that was actually me on a day. Yes, Joe, very well put. On a day where the weather was every bit as miserable as the game that fans endured. At least, however many fans that were there, I have no idea. I was told on the way into the stadium that they were expecting. Hopefully, I kid you not, hopefully 49,000 people. If there were 49,000 people there, then my name is Charles Dickens. Uh, On a day when fans in trash bags and ponchos, rain slickers, or just nothing at all, endured misery, ineptitude, and a complete lack of offense, the Patriots once again found a way. I see, I'm very impressed by this team. Uh, and this is, once again, the Six Rings postgame show live on WEEI with you until 725, at which point we throw it to any other football game where hopefully someone knows how to score. Uh, we'll be throwing it to Westwood One's coverage of Sunday Night Football, and that actually should be a fun one. There's another fun game starting very soon in Philadelphia, but please stay with us or listen to us throw that game on just so you can remind yourself that it is legal for teams to score and that it is actually fun to watch football when other teams know how to play. And I will give you your flowers, heart for highlighting the fact that the New England Patriots continue to ball out and impress on the defensive side of the ball. If I played for the New England Patriots uh, defense at this point, and I know togetherness, teamwork, and trying not to cause a division in the locker room is key to making sure that the season that is already so unbearably and historically bad doesn't go south any faster or further. But my God, I would protest, or I would just not show up, or I would... I don't know, have a sit-in, demand a meeting with Bill O'Brien or Bill Belichick or somebody just to beg, just to beg, to to just wish, please, can we score a point? The fact that the Patriots over their last four games have scored 7.5 points a game is misleading because they scored 17 and then 6 in Germany, if I'm correct, and then, no, I'm sorry, I've actually given them too much credit. 
They have averaged 6.5 points over their last four games. They scored 17 against the Commanders at home, loss. They went to Frankfurt, scored six, took a week off, found a way to score one more point last week in the You Lucky We Ass Bowl down in North Jersey, and then this week, score nothing. I have to say that uh, this is not... What is the number one principle of football, sports in general, Andy Hart? It is entertainment, and we are to be entertained, especially if your team is 2-9, and nine, now 2-10 and ten on the season. If your team stinks, at least give the fans something to root for, to cheer for, to be proud of, to be excited about. And aside from somebody hopefully coming to the rescue or a series of people coming to the rescue next April 25th through 27th in Detroit, what in the holy hell do fans have to look forward to? If tickets went for $10 today, which they did, by the way, the get-in price at kickoff was $10 for the lower bowl. Dare I say, what a ripoff! And people should get a refund. 617-779-7937 is your telephone number here on the Six Rings Post Game Show. 37937 is the text line monitored closely by producer extraordinaire Joe Braverman. The lines are jammed. I have no idea what the scene is like outside of Gillette Stadium now. I can't even imagine that there's even that much traffic, Andy. I'll tell you this. When I switched from 495 to Route 1 today at about 10 a.m. pulling into the stadium, it was so dead. It was it was so empty. I didn't tap my brakes once until I took a right into the stadium. That's a you know what I'm talking about? Like on on Route One down there by like the bars and like the outlets, and you pass by a couple other different stuff. Uh, a couple of Dunkin' obviously a couple of Dunkin' Donuts. That 4.1 mile stretch, I didn't have to tap my brakes once. What that doesn't surprise I, me? People aren't dumb as we uh, pretend sometimes. They. Uh... They know what they're seeing. They know what's worth going to see. They know what's worth going to see early and build up some excitement for. They also know when it's a crappy day with rain and wind and you don't want to, even if you are going, I'm not sure this was the day you wanted to hang out and tailgate uh, and spend time outside with others. But it is what it is. I mean, we're not, at some point, if you're being a good fan, part of being a good fan is booing. Part of being a good fan is like, well, if you're not going to put an entertaining product on the field, I'm not going to invest myself any more than I need to. And for some people, that was not showing up today. For some people, that was leaving their tickets on the, the secondary market and lowering the price from 50 to 40 to 30 to 20 to 10 to try to lure somebody last ditch of going in the stadium. My son was there. The good thing for him was he was able to move around and eventually was sitting in the front row because he pulled the old you know Fenway upgrade. Where did he start? Where did he start before he finished in the front? It was probably super easy. He could have been in the front row by half, by the start of the third quarter. Yeah, I don't know exactly when he got there, but no, they started. He has a preferred seat in real games when he thinks people are going to show up. So I always get he likes fifty yard line upper deck front row, so it's no one's in view. front of you. A little all twenty two for the football player in the family. Loves it. Um, but then he you know saw hey there's a bunch of Guys, want to go move down? Let's have some fun. Let's walk around. Stay warm. So they ended up uh, front row. So that's that's one of the silver linings. That and the fact that I don't know if you had a chance to check the scores, Fitzgerald, but uh, there's a game between the Steelers and the Cardinals going on. Do we have on. a positive update? Do we have something to cheer for? Something to be excited well, about, Andy? Give me some Yinsberg love. So the good news is it's 17-3 to Cardinals. Yes. Bad news is, if for whatever reason, and I'm not getting a video update, I'm just reading this, that the game is delayed right now, so there must be lightning or something going uh, there on. There have been two weather delays in that game today as far so, as So, yes, but 17-3, to 3, and last I saw, 
Pickett was out. So there's a good chance that the Cardinals are going to get their third win of the season, which there's no way in hell the Patriots will ever get their third win in the season. So the good news is you may have just slid right into the number two spot in the draft. And the number two spot in the draft is a guarantee, Fitzgerald, of a quarterback, if you want him, that's among the top two quarterbacks. So look at me turning a positive spin at 423 on a crappy, rainy, Sunday losing afternoon. I I, I can't believe this. I. Like, if we thought the graphic that teased Thursday Night Football, and this has been a week, we have so much time to go over the quarterbacks and the football players we think may come to the rescue, or that we like, because Lord knows the college football this weekend, Andy, much like most weekends in general over the season has been better than the NFL football, uh, it certainly has been better than New England Patriots football for the majority of, if not the entirety of this season. We well, can some talk of about them. All- I did watch FSU Louisville, and it was much like Patriots versus somebody else no the last few weeks. There was no offense. I yeah, mean, they lost no. their. I'm, I thought Louisville would put up more of a fight, but um, uh, but the uh, the Patriot, uh, excuse me, rather the Florida State, like they have no offense, losing that quarterback. Like they nope. got, they have absolutely nothing, and they made the right decision earlier today. The College Football Selection Committee made Ooh, the we can right decision. Yeah, uh, we can we can talk about that one for a while too. I'll be looking. For, New Year's Day may end up being the best football day of the season, or at least the start of 2024 and beyond. But my God, this uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so the good news right now, the the only little nugget that we have, Joe, go ahead and play that music if you have it. Um, the only good piece of news we have right now is that the Patriots. That's right, everybody. We're moving on up, baby. We were the third pick before today started, and the Patriots are gonna have the second overall pick. We did it. We've lost our minds. I just got a text message from a friend I saw at the stadium today, Andy. Here we go. Ready? There was absolutely no traffic. I stayed till the final stop made by the Chargers. Only took me 15 minutes to get home. Usually takes more than an hour. <laughs> Not bad. Hey, I, good I, for him. He's home. He can uh, he can uh, listen to the Six Rings post game show. He can throw it on the house. You know, go to your Alexa and just say. Uh, play Fitzy and Hart's awesome post-game show, or you can go open up the Odyssey app or just put it on your radio with frequency modulation, put on a football game, enjoy a beverage. Hey, have yourself a second half of your football Sunday as well. Uh, I will promise you that the Six Rings post-game show and the Six Rings podcast is closer to the Patriots' defense than the offense. The offense stinks, is thoroughly unentertaining, un- un- and never gets the job done. The defensive side of the ball continues to fight the good fight. I'm not sure how talented they are, and maybe they took advantage of some opportunities in recent weeks, whether it be the weather or poor quarterback play on the other side of the field. But the Six Rings postgame show, I I feel like we have a uh, kindred spirit with the Patriots' defense, with Jabril Peppers and Jalen Mills and company over there, right? Does that make sense? It does. It does. Jabril Peppers continues to be... I do love the fact... Were you you at all concerned heading into the game? I, I got there... Walked around the parking lot for a while in my usual like. Let's try to get a uh, let's try to get a feel for uh, what the fans are talking about. At. Honestly, Andy, I I would have had to have walked five minutes between tailgate. Now I exaggerate a tiny bit, but some of the lots across the street had a little bit of life to them. The lots over there by the stadium, which aren't necessarily known to be a Mardi Gras in and of themselves, no one will ever confuse the lots surrounding Gillette Stadium with Burning Man uh, or Times Square on New Year's Eve. It was like. It was like had the life of Henry Kissinger out there. It was so 
flat, so rainy, so sad. No, everyone was just, and everyone was sitting under their tent, huddled up. Ah, whatever. He's dead. He, what's he gonna do? Call in and complain? Too bad the lines are full anyway. All right, crickets. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Crickets uh, exit stage left. Yeah. Uh, we are still waiting, by the way, on Bill Belichick. We did hear from It's going to be awesome. He's going to be Bailey. in a really good mood, really talkative, chatty. I can't wait. Yeah, revealing. I, wait. I really, maybe we'll I play it later. Hopes. We can, we, depending on the mood, maybe we can find the perfect bed of music to play later on because you know it's going to be true performance art and comedy as well. Um, can I, I read can, a tweet I, real quick before we go to the phone calls? Six and a half I, points per game. Six and a half points a game. Well, it's seven and a half. Your math is terrible. but Wait, hold on. No, 17. They scored 17 against... It is terribly right. I'm sorry. I rushed to judgment. Seven and a half points. I was right the first time. Why did I correct myself? Effing moron. Oh, eat me. Uh, seven and a half points a game. I don't care if I can't say that. Uh, seven and a half points a game. But that's the thing. That's a misleading stat because they scored 17 against the commanders. Yeah, but that's not really misleading. That's how things work. They are, things are averaged out. But they're just, they went down to six and then seven and then... They stink. It doesn't matter whether it's six and a half, seven and a half, misleading, not misleading. They stink offensively. They punt, 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 turnover, punt, punt, turnover, punt, punt, whatever. However you want to run down like the last 30 possessions like Zach Cox and others were doing on Twitter the Mark, earlier the today. Chris Mason tweet they that like, was like five and a half minutes long, but it was, it's just brutal. But it's you not, again, on... 12 point, 13 points, 12 quarters. It's They're not um, good. There's no way about it. Like The one good thing... Left with a bad bum ankle in the first quarter. And by the way, Bleacher Report just tweeted this out. Pats have lost three straight games where they allowed 10 points or fewer. The last team to do this was back in 1938. Oh, I remember them. Who was that? That was the the Uh, Road Knockers. The American Stallions? Yeah, something like that. Right. The the, Providence Steamrollers. the, the The Princeton Laureates. I don't know. It probably involved Bill Belichick's dad playing for one of those Lions teams. Maybe someone should ask him about that in the postgame, and he can give us one of those 10-minute sermons. Bill, as a uh, fan of NFL history, did you know that your team is doing something not done since the 30s? A bad day. Boy, a ref gets hurt in the Saints game. Oh, my God, it was gross. I've been told I have received multiple messages from people, do not search out the video, that it was bad. That it was it's, really uh, bending in bad. ways that things shouldn't be bending. Yeah, so speaking of bending in ways that things shouldn't be bending, Albert Breer tweeted this out. This is going to sound really weird because the Patriots are getting shut out, but the offense has, on balance, looked better with Bailey Zappi at quarterback. It did. They I disagree. Did? Like what is what, like what the is hate the for Mac now is just palpable. Like Bailey Zappi was terrible. All they did was punt. There were a couple highlight plays late. But uh-huh. he was under pressure. There, I think four of the six drives in the first half were three and out. What, uh, on balance, looked better about going three and out four different times in the first half? Bailey Zappi wasn't horrific. Like, the wheels didn't fall off. He didn't look like he shouldn't be on an NFL field. Right. But the offense wasn't better. You know the problem with Mac Jones in the offense? He would drive to the red zone and then throw it to the other team. But at yeah, least he was never that was never the right play. Right? No, it's never. Never, never right decision in that area. So... But but what are we talking about? The offense was not, what's the word he used? On balance, looked better with Bailey Zappi. It looked as thoroughly unentertaining as it did in the previous couple weeks with Mac Jones. The one difference is Bailey Zappi didn't turn the ball over multiple times. There was a couple that could have been. He tried a couple times. He also got the benefit of one of the worst calls you'll ever see in a football game, one that had was so bad that it confused rules expert Gene Steratore. Because he's like, yeah, they got the right call. With the the ball was deflected at the line of scrimmage, so there can't be uh, defensive holding. And Adam Archuleta's like, 
No, no, no. They they gave him the penalty. They called defense, and he's like, "What? <laughs> oh, that was terrible. They blew that call." So what, it was bad. It was the so, yeah. But you say refs stink all the time, and you're they not do. wrong. The like I I heard I will I will confess. So my my consumption of today's game, and we'll get to your calls in just a second, folks. Thank you guys for hanging in patiently as we bring you our opening thoughts and. Uh, wait patiently for Patriots coach Bill Belichick to offer his opening words here with our little Foxborough filibuster to begin today's Six Rings postgame show following the Chargers' defeat of the New England Patriots 6 to nothing at Gillette Stadium. Wait, what'd you say? 6 to nothing? No, couldn't be. Could yeah. you check that score again? Yeah, hold on one second. Let me just look right here. NFL scores on the Google machine. Uh, yeah, it says uh, Los Angeles 6, New England 0. Wow, imagine winning football games when you don't score a touchdown. You don't even have to score. You are a team that is known for having a high... Of course, they're kind of coasting on reputation as well. And this isn't even really... You'll have people that'll say, like, why do the Chargers have to try? Because they know they don't have to worry about respecting or fearing the Patriots' offense. Maybe the Chargers are mired in a sea of ineptitude and dysfunction themselves. Don't know. Don't care. All I do know is my team can't score at all. And it is gross. It is super, super, super difficult to watch. God bless the fans who hung in there, who went there today, who stayed till the final play. I will confess to consuming today's game both in person, a little bit on the radio, and on television as well. Uh, Spoiler alert, it was just as miserable any which way that I consumed it. And the calls on the radio, I'll say, from people that used to play for the football team for change in coaching, change in philosophies, change in personnel, I... I just wonder how much longer everyone can stomach this particular style, brand, and approach, Andy, for the New England Patriots. Like, I, do you even what? Who do you run out there Thursday? Do you just run the same team back out there on Thursday night? Do you not try to make more changes? I know you're going to need another running back, so someone's going to get a practice squad elevation because poor Mondre got uh, dinged up on that stupid hip drop tackle. But otherwise, I mean, you lose another receiver today. Tyquan Thornton can't catch crack. He couldn't catch cold. Uh, it's brutal. It's bad. Yeah, but what are you going to do? You got a game on Thursday. Yeah, you're going to roll out basically the same team. And uh, I thought Bailey Zappi, when we listened to him, talked with great confidence that he's going back out there saying, I got to do this. I just got to do that. When I do this, when I do that. Like, he certainly believes he will be starting on Thursday. He also lied and said Tyquan Thornton was a good receiver. He did lie on that. Yeah. That was... Where's Bethel Johnson when you need him? He was a second-round bust of a receiver, but I guarantee you he would have caught that deep ball. Guarantee you. I saw him he do had it many hands. times. He just he, wasn't and good he could run. He, had, he also had speed that I don't think Tyquan Thornton has. He's fast, but he's not the, the speed that I was sold. Like, he can go get a deep ball. He looks uh, Just FYI to things. everyone who is as interested as we are, the Cardinals at Steelers game uh, has resumed play. It, uh, they have uh, three and a half minutes left in the third quarter. We will monitor that one closely as it does have a direct correlation and effect on the New England Patriots and where they would select with five games to go in the 2024 NFL Draft. Mitchell uh, Trubisky, root against him. Can you believe Thursday night? I mean, Jeff Bezos, you want to talk about people that should be asking for refunds. It was bad enough when they didn't even have a player they could feature on the Thursday night football graphic, so they just put Belichick, what? Might, you think that's God. why Bill took the shot at them, apparently, in his production meeting and told uh, Adam Archuleta that they uh, that he's not into streaming? He doesn't watch Thursday Night Football because he doesn't do the streaming thing? A thousand percent. One thousand What a middle finger to the league that is. They're like, yeah, we're adding all these streaming partners. And Bill's like, huh, I won't watch it. He's like me. He's going to boycott that wild card game, too, whatever that Peacock network is that's going to be airing it. Screw them. What, is, what, what did the Peacock ever do to you? 
I'm just not paying for that. I'm not doing it. I'm with Bill. That's why I love Bill. There's certain areas where Bill and I are fully aligned, and that's one of them. There's other areas where we're not. I was going to say, yeah, I'm not sure how much aligning you want to do with Coach Belichick at this particular juncture in time. But, hey, you're a grown adult. It's not my business to tell yeah, We both man. peaked 10 years ago, too. There you go. How about that? Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven is the number. Let us open up the floodgates of frustration now as we go to Matt in Walpole. He will be our first caller today on the Six Rings postgame show. Bill Belichick to come here on today's postgame affair. Good afternoon, Matt. How are you? Here we go, guys. Drake May is one step closer to Foxborough as LAFC shuts down the Revs 6-0 in a stunner. <laughs> I, was looking, okay. I needed another Sorry. reference. Thank you. <clears throat> there we go. I, I'll tell you what, too, Fitzy. Lowest-priced Revs ticket this year was about triple the amount that they cost today. All right? like, And I got to tell you, too, welcome aboard the Tank Express to anyone who is so delusional in their zappy aspirations i you just hated mac to the point that you thought he was going to be so much better than he actually is and mac's no good and i'll tell you why one of you gentlemen was on the rich keith show this week when mike gasecki said uh that we've got a lot of guys on the offense a lot of talented guys on the offense who can lead the uh who can lead us yeah okay name one that was the real eye-opener for me there is none like welcome aboard the tank it's more fun when you laugh at them when they drop like easy catches and whatnot and go Cardinals. Brutal, brutal. That's true. Brutal when you day. fully embrace the tank, when you give into it, when you accept it into your life yeah. and give yourself over to it, then you can laugh at mistakes. Then you can laugh at Mike Onwenu not being able to get a finger on Khalil Mack. You can laugh when a throw just hits the ground in front of a receiver or is so far behind Hunter Henry that he can't catch it or Ezekiel Elliott just bloop, the ball pops out. You can laugh in those situations if you fully embrace the tank. Yeah, that's the that's the thing, Matt. Thank you very much for the call. I don't His think I've fully embraced it yet because I still go like, what the? Blah, 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 blah. What? Oh yeah, no, I can do all of that, but then I sort of I find a way to to see the perverse, morose, very sarcastic, laden humor in all of it as well. Like you you have to if, this, if at this point you're beyond living and dying, forget about the fact that you you know you don't want complacency to settle in following all the success the team endured from 2001 to 2019. If you are living and dying with this team to that degree, then some there needs to be a wellness check or an intervention in your life because somebody needs to step in and say, like, save your energy. Like, better days are ahead at some point. I can't tell you when necessarily, but don't get so moved or upset by what's going on right now because they just don't have it. There are not They may not even have enough people to put at wide receiver or running back to field a functional football team thursday night let alone do they have enough talent on this team to keep up with just even the very mediocre the most mediocre pardon me the most mediocre of football teams in this league let alone the upper echelon teams like it's not there but it's 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 just not there we want them to who said that we want them to field a functional football team it's now even like caught like everybody like the offensive line was ghastly today more drops more you know you're a bad offensive line when you can't even sub out without getting a penalty like uh, Connor McDermott and Trent Brown did. I have a question I would like to ask you, and I want the audience to think about this as well as we throw it to break and we get back to the calls as the lines are full here, and we are expecting Bill Belichick to uh, hit the podium and speak momentarily. I have this this question. I don't know where the Patriots are in losses at home at Gillette Stadium versus how many losses at Gillette Tom Brady endured from 2001 to 2000. Uh, the end of the 2019 season, though it is probably worth researching. 
I do wonder if the Patriots have had more false starts and 12 men on the field in the last three-plus seasons than they did the entire time Brady was quarterback. That stuck out to me today as they once again ran afoul of, hey, you can't have that many guys. Hey, you, you got to wait till everyone. You all have to try to move together, guys. You know, and delays of game again in were there two today i mean yep. one is and inexcusable two is just beyond unconscionable and bill o'brien just sort of shaking his head and you know, like calling the next play it's it's it would be unbelievable if it wasn't so utterly believable at this point because we've seen it just so many times it's no longer shocking they are who we didn't think they were Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven is your phone number. 